take a joke. This is Armstrong and Getty. Pretty damn cool. Very fine people on both sides. Thank you. We laugh, we cry. Which is exhibited at all times. I only like that. I like it. I like it like. Oh, yeah, I said it. What a load of fatuous nonsense. All right, go, go. Oh, I feel so scared. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. When they owe a period of, I, I'd even call it a duty of silence. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C, it's in your a dimly lit room where deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, arguing about guns again. Yeah, I don't know if anything will ever happen, but it feels more like something could happen than the past. But I always think that yes. Um, I would agree. How about Walmart deciding not to sell a bunch of stuff? They're going to sell bullets and a variety of things. I mean, what, what the hell is that? And that would have stopped which of these shootings? Is it just PR? Well, I, you know, just I, a, a I guess. societal gesture? I don't know. Their, their lawyers tell you, hey, at some point somebody's going to come up after. I don't know. Which of the shootings would have not happened if Walmart didn't? Hadn't been selling bullets? Well, that's unknowable, obviously, which I know is your point. Not sure it would make any difference. Some, you know, if there was some guy lived next to a Walmart, had no vehicle, no means to rent or borrow a vehicle, no bicycle, um, and no way to get anywhere else, that guy shot a place up, well, then I suppose the Walmart factor would be, uh, you know, a big one. And uh, also, well, a number of the candidates running for president. See, you don't—you never know what's going to be the issue or one of the big issues in a presidential election. People, we always think we know. 2008 is a great example. That election set up as a presidential election that was going to be a referendum on the war in Iraq. That's how Obama got over on Hillary. I voted against it. You voted for it. And how McCain ended up the nominee because he was a veteran. It was all going to be all about Iraq. Mm. Well, the economy crashed. Iraq got turned around with the surge. It ended up being nothing about Iraq. It ended up being all about the economy. And so this election that's all about, who, you know, who knows what it's going to be about. You, you get a couple more shootings before next November, and God forbid, but I'm afraid it's likely to happen yeah. with the way the media encourages it. True. Um, uh, that could be the issue come election day. Uh, who knows? Um, but anyway, you got a number of candidates talking about Government buybacks, which is confiscation of guns. That's that's the t- and the media goes along with this phrase as they always do. They they single out a term like pro-choice and act like that's uh, not a political term. That's right. just it's a neutral term. Yeah, simple yeah. description. And right. like gun buybacks is a neutral term and not confiscation of weapons. That's what they're doing. They're giving you a couple of dollars for it, but they're taking your gun. Is it going to be voluntary or compulsory? Several of the candidates are calling for mandatory buyback. Well, okay. That's, that's confiscating confiscation. your guns. Right. But the media calls it a buyback program. Right. 
Right. Well, uh, what's frustrating to me listening to a lot of this is that if you're talking specifically or or most commonly about the candidates on the left, what they are loudly and in great length and detail proposing can never get past the courts. And so it's it's political posturing. And if you're a fan of political posturing and campaigns and uh, voter behavior and that sort of thing, it's worth listening to just to see what wins and what doesn't. But in terms of actual legislation and saving lives, it's a complete waste of breath. And so I just I find that a little a uh, little uh, frustrating. Yeah, you know, we can talk about it later. I just I'm I'm confused by the idea of passing laws that wouldn't have had an effect in say the last four to six shootings. Wouldn't have had an effect, or wouldn't have stopped. Them. Wouldn't have stopped them. Because there's a, there's a there's a difference, right? You can make things more difficult, which I think is what these things are trying to do, as opposed to trying to do the thing that eliminates all these things from happening. I Most think of the these... idea is to raise the difficulty factor in a number of different ways, and you know, if you can, the, the stupid cliched way to express it is, if we could stop only one shooting, it would be worth it. Well, that's not true. It's not the way societies work. But if we could. Uh, significantly reduce the number of shootings by passing a number of measures, none of which uh, violate constitutional norms, well then, yes, let's do it. That's a pretty widespread opinion. A number of them wouldn't have had any effect. I know. Any effect, zero effect, on the last half dozen shootings, which is as many as I can remember. They're emotion. Why do you pass a law that would have had zero effect? Because it makes you feel like you're doing something. Helplessness is a feeling people don't like. Oh, I get that. I get that. After the after these shootings, I often I, I, my first reaction is we got to do something, and then when you calm down a little bit, okay, what's that thing going to be? Right, which is uh, a tough one. Well, and and its uh, evil twin is the climate change discussion, which is getting tremendous amount of attention now for various reasons. Um, <clears throat> old Liz Warren has more or less adopted Jay Inslee's climate change policy, so she's getting an interview everywhere she wants one. Um, and, uh, you know, talk about uh, proposing all sorts of stuff that will, A, never happen, and B, wouldn't do any good. It's just a giant exercise in that sort of thing. But that's politics. So we're going to pass laws that make it harder for me to buy a gun or, or ammunition. Mm-hmm. Or anybody else that's law-abiding and would never be of any harm to anybody. That's what we'll end up doing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think we actually will. And as you said, there are constitutional problems. Anyway, we got more on that later. Have that we heard be- what that lunatic in Texas uh, what the story was, because uh, he was no a known crazy. Right. He was a background check failing crazy person. Right. Yeah, and he he yeah. So he failed the background check, but still had a weapon. Where it was he a get private it? buy. Yeah. yeah, he got just it found from, some yeah. dude selling a gun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's something that people want to change. Background checks yep. include that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's yeah. introduce everybody in the squad. We'll talk more about that later. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing okay. I'm trying to figure out what is an appropriate food budget for two people. Uh, my girlfriend and I, we went through our finances and stuff, and we found out that we spent almost $1,200 a month on food. Whoa! I'm just my opinion. Oh, oh, none yeah. of my business. <laughs> no, no, none of my business, but that's not even close. Whoa. That's not even close. <laughs> I mean, is that way too expensive? Oh, my God! That's what I told her. I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely agreed. I mean... I would say, I just off the top of my head, and again, none of my business doesn't mean no, I'm right. Fine. Off the top of my head, I would think we should easily be able to eat for $400 a month. That's $100 a week. Easily. $100 a week at the grocery store for two of us, no problem. Okay, I'll try that. Well, well hey, I didn't say I know no, no, what I'm no, talking no, about, no, I'm just, but that's what I would hope for. Uh, I would love to have that. That's I mean, $40 a day. <laughs> Does that seem reasonable? Or, or $20 <laughs> per person per day. Yeah, that seems reasonable. 
Well, yeah, I, guess I know lots of people who spend that much money eating. You get to do no, no, that money on your wallet. You know, we, what we do is wow. we go to the warehouse clubs and we buy in bulk, and I guess that adds up over time. And then you, but it shouldn't. I mean, there should be an initial <laughs> ramping right. up period. Wait, maybe but, we're missing. An, there are factors. There are variables. Yes, the right. variable we might be missing is how much you eat. Yeah. Well, no. How's it, how's, how much back stock do you currently maybe, have? Maybe you eat 20 pounds of sausage a day or something. I mean, that would add up. No, we're going to change this. So I'll come back with an update next month. Wow, that's a lot of money. How often do you eat out or eat a prepared meal? Uh, no, we eat out probably once or twice a week. Huh? And you're but it adds up, though. I mean, you know, you'd be surprised. Do you eat lo- only caviar and lobster? Lobster, no. lobster no, again tonight, <laughs> darling. I'm so sick of lobster. Another <laughs> filet. <laughs> this is terrible. What are we, lions? A little variety. <laughs> See, this is why I brought it up. I needed to shame myself publicly in order to make a change. The Dom Perignon's barely washing down the lobster. <laughs> There is positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. It was on uh, this day in our Lord, uh, 1951, where President Harry S. Truman gave the first uh, transcontinental television broadcast. But uh, we don't need to do that anymore, because now President's got Twitter. They just tweet stuff out. Mm. But that was the first kind of uh, beyond the national, I guess the radio fireside chats were the first... Uh, president just addressing the country at, at a single time sort of thing. And FDR. Boy, information. It, it, did things work better when information traveled so slowly or, yes. or worse? I think maybe better. Mostly better. Calm everything down. They worked better, but we got less done. Better times. times. <laughs> I don't know if we did get less done. Um, there was I'm, less to do. I'm not sure that's the same thing. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I'm thinking the key ingredient is how much he eats. How much food they take in. Right. That might be the variable. Right. I think, I suspect he is grossly underestimating the amount of eating out. I mean, a box. Fast food, etc. I a, think he's just flat lying. A $2 box of macaroni and cheese is not much, but if I eat 15 of them a day, that's $30 Well, he'd a day. be enormous. Look at him. He's not enormous. <laughs> There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. a week. <laughs> are you, Marshall? I'm doing well. we got a celebrity birthday today. Singer, actress, and mogul, a woman who certainly can afford spending $1,200 a month for food. Beyonce. Yes, she turns 38 today. Happy birthday to Beyonce. Uh, Beyonce Z. That's yeah. her last name. Yes, Beyonce Z. Her mm-hmm. net worth. Took right. her husband's last name. Mm-hmm. Her net worth, $355 million. Her husband, Jay-Z's net worth, at least $900 million. So he's got almost a billion. She's got a third of a billion. Yep. They're doing pretty well for themselves. Yeah, they are uh, Rap's uh, first billion-dollar couple. So, yes, uh, they uh, certainly can afford to lay out a few bucks for at, food. Every at, at what age does she stop sticking her crotch in my face on television? Ask Madonna. Oh, yes. When people stop buying tickets for it, would Ooh, be my yeah, there you go. That's, that's yeah. probably right. Yeah. As long as she's got a crotch to, to, to display. And a crowd that wants to see it. Yes, uh, I'm Jack that's America. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, September 4th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, then. Let's begin officiating officially according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. When I'm elected, I might not fix schools. I don't know anything about health care. But I can promise all Americans that you will get a chicken sandwich. God bless you, God bless the United States of America, and God bless chicken sandwiches. Who was, what was 
that from? <laughs> that is uh, comedian Roy Woods Jr. on The Daily Show, where he was uh, updating Trevor Noah on the Popeye's chicken scandal uh, since they were off last week. Uh, that's oh, funny. funny. Uh, what are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? Uh, Hong Kong reversing course. We got new worries for the Biden campaign and the feds investigating Tesla's autopilot system. Coming up. We also got to play some Brexit clips. Things are crazy in yes, Great indeed. Britain. I, to the extent that I understand it, I don't <laughs> even understand what's happening. Oh, Ota! 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 They're doing things that I've never heard of. Did you see the dramatic? One of the most uh, like staunch represents conservatives has for decades when he got up yesterday and walked across the aisle. No! Sat down with the liberals. I no! No! What are you doing? It. Why are you sitting that there? That was something. Resume your seat. Wow. <laughs> when they call each other honorable gentlemen, I don't think they mean it. Yeah, I wonder. Anyway, so mailbag's good. We got all that. So right. Geez, we got to get rolling Let's on the Armstrong and Getty show. Come on. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As usual, what do we get the most text about? Gun control? Brexit? No. Michael's eating budget. More on that coming up later. Is he, are he and his girlfriend spending too much per month on food? There they are. Well, Judge them. Are Judge you eating $20 bills? <laughs> Quit eating money. A lot of people weighing in on the text line, so that later. Uh, mailbag. Woo! Getting a lot of support for the tax policy I discussed at the end of the show yesterday. I'll have to reset that for you. It could be my platform. I'll be the Andrew Yang of, uh, of that. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Frederick Douglass. It is, I think, our longest ever freedom-loving quote of the day. Uh, sent along by uh, Tim Lawyer, Tim Sandifer, on uh, what makes America great. It has been thoughtfully observed that every nation, owing to its peculiar character and composition, has a definite mission in the world. Ours seems plain and unmistakable. Our geographical position, our relation to the outside world, our fundamental principles of government, world-embracing in their scope and character, our vast resources requiring all manner of labor to develop them, and our already existing composite population all conspire to one grand end. And this is to make us the perfect national illustration of the unity and dignity of the human family as the world has never seen. Our greatness and grandeur will be found in the faithful application of the principles of perfect civil equality to the people of all races and all creeds and to men of no creeds. And he goes on in detail, uh, making it infinitely clear that it will be equality of opportunity, I don't think not he, of result. I don't think he believes in intersectionality. Hmm. No, I learned, learned more about that uh, over the weekend, and I uh, got to talk about that later. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a cult. It is a, a, a not only a cult, but a cult that is more than comfortable with committing acts of violence to get its uh, point of view seen. And it's growing, it would seem. Yes. Well, our young are being indoctrinated in it every day. That's true. They teach it in school. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your federal crime of the day. There's so many, nobody even knows how to count them. This is a uh, Section 18 U.S. Code, Paragraph 1865 cfr 7.75e slash 4. Make it a federal crime to ride on the roof, fender, or tailgate of a vehicle at the Padre Island seashore. Mm. So don't do that. Or the feds will have you. You have a cell right next to uh, the Unabomber. And, uh, who's the latest? Oh, uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein's dead. 
Who's the latest big send to federal? Oh, El Chapo. Martha Stewart. El Ch- I was thinking of El, El Chapo. Uh, let's see. Joe from uh, beautiful Dayton, frequent correspondent, writes, uh, Gents, your beggar junkie toleration segments never cease to amaze me. We've gone from where California uh, is now from the days of people being arrested for far less. Uh, well, yeah, junkies can do anything now, and the cops just don't bother arresting them because the city councils or the judges tie their hands, so lawlessness has taken root in the West Coast. Poor Otis on Andy Griffith got arrested more for his charming drunkenness than probably all the junkies in San Francisco uh, combined. And he didn't drop a deuce on Andy's car. Oh, that's an unfortunate reference to a story we heard yesterday. Mm. Erg. Then we got this from Doreen. Way too much poop talk. I get it. It's bad in San Francisco and L.A. All right, but you guys have a thing about it. Daily, it's your new go-to topic. Irritating. I can too, see why too much you, poop talk. I can see why you don't want to hear about that all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not here to mock. Of course, one of the points is people who run stores don't want to step in it every day. You don't like hearing about it every day. Oh, yeah. They have to clean it up every day. Yeah. Ew. Mike and Raleigh, Twins break the Major League Baseball single-season home run record. Just turned September. We have another month to go. Please, the ball is, is It's juiced. a different sport. It's a juiced ball. Yeah. And it's not as fun. Small ball, man. The bunt, the hit and run, takes the a, stolen base. Takes the sacrifice. The sacrifice. That's what America used to be about. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has a nickname we didn't know about it on the court. We'll have to tell you what that is coming up. Oh, boy. Not the notorious RBG. Got her a different nickname they call her on the court. Among other things, she's cancer-free again. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Fuller. Well, change of tactics, change of heart. Hong Kong leader Carrie Lam has fully withdrawn the extradition bill that set off three months of protests there. Lam announcing the withdrawal in a video statement. The bill would have allowed extraditions to mainland China where the courts are controlled by the Communist Party. Our foremost priority now is to end violence, to safeguard the rule of law, and to restore order and safety in society. And to slowly but surely reel Hong Kong into the control of the communist government. So, we we assume that she doesn't do anything without uh, direction from mainland China, does she? She's not making any calls on her own. Certainly, certainly something this significant. So you read on this, this is more of a stall and delay tactic. I don't know. I don't know what the the theory is, but I don't believe she made this up on her own. No. Oh, no, not at all. No, she is absolutely just a puppet of the Chinese. I have a feeling, yeah, this is a a pullback, although their, you know, five to 20 year plan is to just put Hong Kong under the boot heel of Beijing sooner or later. They just are kind of feeling their way for how fast they can move. They obviously moved a little quick for the people of Hong Kong. Plus, they got the whole tariff thing going on. So they might think maybe now is not the time to have both of these issues. Right. Yeah. Live and lively in Great Britain. Lawmakers there moving to prevent the U.K. from leaving the European Union without a Brexit deal. Labor Party leader Jeremy Corbyn is leading that charge. There is no consent in this House to leave the European Union without a deal. There is no majority for no deal in the country. 
An alliance of lawmakers, including members from Prime Minister Boris Johnson's own Conservative Party, approved a motion that will allow them to control the parliamentary agenda. Johnson firing back. The consequences of this vote tonight, it means that Parliament is on the brink of wrecking any deal that we might be able to strike. Again, live and lively. Well, the interesting part of this is, you know, as they are declaring loudly, there will be no, no deal Brexit. Well, there will be no deal either, because every deal poor Theresa May brought to Parliament, they said, no, hell no, get rid of that. She's like, uh, that's the best we could get. The EU gets a vote in this. No, we don't like it. It's not good enough. So Boris is threatening calling an election? Yep. Snap election. So they'd have their third national election in four years, which imagine that. Well, they last so short compared to our yeah. stupid elections. Yeah, so. true that. But so yeah. he thinks that he could put Brexit to a vote again, and it would be, end up with the same result. I have no idea what the polling shows on that. Um, and then I've been reading about their unwritten constitution and how that right. whole thing works. Maybe we'll talk about that more later. But he has he has what, done did they type it or something. He, he has done <laughs> some things that traditionally nobody's ever done. Right. And then uh, legal scholars wonder, well, what, where's the end on this? How far can he go? Since this isn't really written down. <laughs> wow. And this is just tradition. Yeah, there's some fancy word they use to d- declare that something or other is suspended and won't happen, and now the other thing happens, and, and, and all I, very confusing. And, and I'll read from the New York Times article later, because it's really pretty interesting. Right. But the thing I have to remember is, they don't like Boris Johnson or his politics. And they make up all kinds of crap about what's going on with Donald Trump. So why would I believe necessarily the New York Times version of oh. what's going on behind the scenes with Boris Johnson? Right. They might be making stuff up just as much as they do with Trump stories. When I read various lawmakers think this or behind the scenes that, it might be just complete New York Times BS. Or at the very least, taking the propaganda of sure. people who, who have a cause and accepting it and printing it as truth. Meanwhile, advisors to former Vice President Joe Biden are busy lowering expectations about how he might perform in the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary. They're suggesting they may be concerned that the front runner in the primary polling so far might not win in the first two primary voting states come February. The advisor's telling reporters that nobody has ever not won Iowa or New Hampshire and ended up with the nomination. So how are you, how you spinning this? Advisor telling reporters that Biden doesn't have to win those two key early states and is focused on Super Tuesday states that vote in March. Boy, that's really lowering expectations. I remember that argument for Rudy and Fred Thompson and various other losers. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, Super Tuesday is when we'll make our big stand. It's the so South Carolina strategy. <laughs> the uh, comments also suggest Biden's Why are you campaign- going out with you're in the lead? I understand if you're, if you're at zero percent. Trying to control the narrative. Joe Biden has exceeded expectations in one Iowa. Right. Gotcha. Anyway, the comments also suggest Biden's campaign is trying to prepare its supporters for a long fight for the nomination oh, in yeah. which he may lose in those first states. Hey, where's our numbers, Hanson, that tells us how many days to go? We got a lot of days to leave. Iowa. Yeah, it's going into a bit of detail. Some, yeah, something like 22 weeks. I mean, it's a long time. Now. We do have an update, though. The last time a Democratic presidential candidate won the nomination after they lost both Iowa and New Hampshire was in 1992 when it was Arkansas Governor Bill He lost Iowa and New Hampshire? Yep. I didn't realize that. The comeback kid. Yep. Slow starter. 
Yeah, I don't expect uh, you guys to know that. But Heifer, Heifer Meisten. Probably somebody like Dick Gephardt or something. Some, <laughs> right. some that sort of person. Somebody with name recognition but little else. Yeah. National Transportation Safety Board is revealing new details about its investigation into Tesla's driver assistance system after a series of crashes. The federal agents announcing that a Tesla Model S was in autopilot mode when it hit a fire truck in California last year. Apparently, the system was engaged for the final 13 minutes of driving, and the driver did not have his hands on the wheel when the accident occurred. Because that would take all the fun out of it. What's the electric car brand that shut people out over Labor Day weekend? I believe the, that was Tesla as well. Wasn't was it? that Tesla? I believe so. I didn't want to say unless I was certain. But, uh, yeah, there was a, an electric car situation where, for some reason with the software, you couldn't get in your car right. on Labor Day. That's a little frustrating. And if you didn't have a physical key, which, why would I carry a physical key if I've right. got this elect- cool electronic setup? Right. You got an and app. A, and a $100,000 car um, uh, just locked you out. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about fix. this. What's the story? Is positive, Sean. Do you have facts on this? Uh, no, I was. I, I was you're making your I have facts. Face, I was circling right? back to the the 1992 Iowa caucus where Tom Harkin. No, won the great Tom Harkin, seventy six point five percent. He was from he Iowa. Was so in Iowa. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what, what was the other state? That's New Hampshire. Hampshire. That's yeah. the different part right. of it. Yeah, so an Iowa one. Okay, I guess. And, and apparently it was a software glitch that shut everybody out. Their their global system just went out. And it was Tesla. Yeah, that's that's not a good. Look, yeah. I don't want that to happen ever. I spend that much money on a super fancy car. I can't get in because the computer says I can't. Mm. No, I would sell it the next day. Oh boy, you're easily ruffled. You got to stick with it. No. The brave new no, world. No, 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 no. I'm not it's living technology. In, I'm not living in a software world where it just decides I can't be in it anymore. You shoot your computer when you have to reboot it. Yes, it's, it's the advanced world. <laughs> you got to be on the edge, on the cutting edge. Gotcha. Who won New Hampshire? Was I'm all Vern McGillicott. Oh, the local maple syrup match. JHC. There's not another radio show in America waiting to see who won New Hampshire in 1992. Good Lord. Move on. Wrap up, Marshall. we got to move on. Forward momentum. Paul Songus. There you go. That's right. We need forward momentum. The great Paul Songus. After news, I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Giddy Show. The conscience of the nation, but Squawky has just stepped out of the room. Who won... South Carolina in 88. We'll have that for you when we come back. (laughs) The answer will shock you. (laughs) We do have a lot of comments on Michael's food budget. $1,200 a month for For a couple. Great. How much do you spend per month on your food? Hats off for keeping track, though, for, like, sitting down. You know, a lot of people don't do that. Saturday nights, we have that Japanese blowfish dish. <laughs> that if it's not prepared properly, yeah. we'll kill you. Yeah, I feel like you guys are mocking it's, me. It's, <laughs> it's $600, but it's worth it. Uh, Every bite. All the way on the Armstrong and uh, Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Disney World closed early today in preparation for Hurricane Dorian, while SeaWorld told their whales to shut up and enjoy the fresh water. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um... So, um, lots of stuff we want to talk about today. What's going on over in England, Brexit, and, uh... 
I'm kind of interested in how their government system works. I've never paid that much attention. Probably should have. Resume your seat. <laughs> I'm I will. sitting. Learning more about it, though, so we'll talk Stop about it. yelling at me. And it certainly could have an effect on the global economy, so oh, yeah. I, I do care about that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Man. Lots of talk, as, as usual, about various gun laws. Some commentary on that. Also, a really interesting analysis by our beloved and, and often brilliant listening audience on the whole Joe Biden making stuff up thing. Oh, yeah. A I variety got, of, of different thoughtful perspectives. I got a clip on that I got to get before we get to that story. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's, you know, it's funny. One of my failings as a talk show host is I don't remember everybody's sins like some people do. You, you like, uh, you know, Joe Jones. Joe Jones was the guy. Remember, he uh, was with Hillary when blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like 20 years ago. No, I didn't remember that. But um, if you go back through the Joe Biden archives, he said some really crazy stuff through the years. Of course, you know, it's okay. the era of Trump, so <laughs> you um, get away with stuff. So Michelangelo revealed earlier in the show, you and your girlfriend spend how much on food per month? You're wondering where your money goes. Well, as, it was 1200 is what we came up with. Yeah, that $1,200 a month for two people, uh, which to me, maybe you're thinking, oh, that sounds about right. To me, that sounds crazy, just crazy. I would hope to get by on a fourth of that, maybe? A third of that? Um... If I was if I was watching my uh, my dollars, but again, good for you for sitting down and doing this. Lots of people don't end Indeed, up com- yeah. end up completely broke and then want money from taxpayers to take care of their lives. So. Oh, well, yeah. we're changing that. We're going to drop it down. Well, yeah. there you go. Little discipline. Uh, some texters joining in on whether or not that's reasonable. I have a family of seven, and we pay about eleven hundred dollars a month for food. Ooh, $1,200? That's what I spend for a family of five with three teenage boys who eat like horses. <laughs> My wife and I spend twice what Michael spends on dining out and groceries. Dining out probably being the key. I smiled at my wife when Jack said $100 per week and she made me get out of bed. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> and if you eat out, you can spend a lot of money. Oh, yeah, if you have lots and lots of money and you're regularly e- eating you know, $150 dinners out, a bottle of wine or something like that, yeah, you can spend that in a hurry, but. Um, Michael, $1,200 a month could buy you 13 Costco macaroni and cheese tubs. That's 351 pounds of macaroni and cheese per month. A little over 10 pounds per day average. Take that in a multivitamin, you'll be fine. What are you doing? Take that in a multivitamin. Smack and cheese in a multivitamin. Oh, God. It'd be great. We get the, uh, I guess we get this from Amazon. Comes in a big box. We get, we buy a vitamin bulk. The Cracker Barrel macaroni and cheese. Have you ever had Cracker Barrel's macaroni and cheese? So good. And it's practically free. You oh buy it in bulk. Yeah, there's a reason for that. And the kids like it. Uh, so, Michael, I'm single. I eat out about once per week and drink craft beer. My grocery and restaurant budget is $500 per month. This includes household supplies, not just food. So a number of people feeling like you're on the, the upper end of spending at $1,200 a month. Did you figure out where that money's going? Sean came up with the idea of an itemized receipt. That'd be very fun for the show. If we could just, uh, if oh, we could yeah. actually, maybe tomorrow you can bring in a receipt. You got any receipts, uh, Andy? I'm going to check. Yeah, I'm going to check. Just bring in your scratch work that you were doing when you were trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, we'll go by item by item by item. The first of every month we lay enjoy as an appetizer that dish where you eat the brain of a live monkey. <laughs> there are only four chefs on earth who prepare it. Yeah. But well, it that, is so delicious. And then <laughs> fly one in to do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Again, I feel I'm being mocked. So I left an hour early yesterday because yes. my son was having a medical procedure. I did not hear the fabulous final hour of the Armstrong and Getty show. Well, it, my tax plan's getting a lot of uh, a lot of support. It, it was born walking through Washington D.C. with my wife and daughter and her boyfriend, and uh, we were discussing taxes and government and that sort of thing. And and I was thinking about how much I pay in income tax, and I've been reasonably uh, successful in this business, so I pay a fair amount of tax. And I was thinking about... I don't think it's fair. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about, all right, let's see, how much do I pay? And it was specifically because we were walking across the Capitol lawn, one of those, like, triangle chunks of it. And I was thinking, I wonder what it, may, it, it costs to maintain this entire lawn around the Capitol for a year. And I thought, wow, I wonder if my taxes pay for this lawn. And then it occurred to me, instead of everybody having a vague notion of I pay taxes and it kind of wafts away and then it wafts through the government, then it wafts into various programs and and uses and people because the federal government is huge in terms of people. Everybody goes on a website. And say you pay $50,000 in taxes, or we'll say seventy five because that could be a good federal salary. You go on a website and you punch in, I pay $75,000 in federal taxes, and you get a list of things to choose from that cost roughly $75,000, and that's what your taxes go to. And here's where it gets interesting. Say it's some guy in the Department of Labor, the special assistant to the undersecretary of the assistant undersecretary. Right. You're paying his salary. You can show up. Maybe not every day. Maybe there's rules like quarterly. You show up, you walk into the office, you stand in back of them and say, Yo! Hey, Jim! You're not doing much, and I'm paying your salary. He whirls around. Oh, my God, it's you, Joe. Um, well, I uh, you're looking at poor! <laughs> Why am I paying your salary? And you could berate them and make them do their job. Maybe I am paying for the upkeep of the capital on. Maybe I walk up, I say uh, to the guys, hey, there's an awful lot of crabgrass here. It's not very attractive. You guys treating it? You doing the weed and feed? They say, oh, hey, we're due to do that next week. I say, okay, as you were. <laughs> Particularly on the employees, there would be a lot of them that you would think, you do what now? Well, right. And if you didn't do it, would anyone notice? Exactly. Maybe my taxes go to some Department of the Interior program that is duplicated in the Department of Labor and the Department of Parks or whatever, and there's almost no need for it whatsoever. I would take a personal interest in it. I would look into it, and I would I would be able to go to the news, the newspapers, the, the websites, the news channels, and say, hey, this is what all my taxes go to every year. I clicked that box, and so I got it. Uh, you know, it would be my pet project, and it's not doing anybody any good. I think that could be incredibly compelling. Now, as I pointed out yesterday, it occurs to me it would take an enormous bureaucracy to run this program. <laughs> Which would probably cost, Hilarious. You know, $200 billion a year. Boy, and for a lot of us, it would be the left wheel on an F-28. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 Although some of us might have bought a tank through the years, or... Or a fighter jet, and you could go. Maybe you can even pose for a picture in the cockpit. Take me a ride with. Take me a ride in it. Yeah, (laughs) come on, man. Come on. We're not allowed to do that, sir. It's my jet. Well, it's kind of your jet. (laughs) I'm going to ask you to leave now, sir. Can I at least sit in the tank turret? I don't know if that's what it's called, but (laughs) there'd be a a jet. There'd be a tank. tank. Yeah, those would be cool. 
Okay, yeah. I'm paying for this part of a tank, which we need tanks to protect the country, or a lot of various other things that you think, okay, well, this needs to happen. There'd be an awful lot of, you're paying the insurance for this 85-year-old guy who was a House member for a couple of terms back in the 70s. Right. That's what you and paid And he was for. known to be crooked, but he resigned instead of being prosecuted. He didn't do anything, but right. he was a House member twice Occupy in Texas space. Yeah. in the 70s, and now you're paying his insurance. Yeah. Or you might have a mile of interstate highway in North Dakota. He'd go up there, maybe visit it, take some pictures, stand at the side of the road berating drivers because it was your mile, but... Why did I even pick a House member? They 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 have more value than somebody in some department you didn't even know existed. You're paying their pension. Yeah, yeah. But can Oof. you imagine if every taxpayer in America had a specific area that they scrutinized and appraised whether their tax dollars were being used productively and efficiently? Oh, what a beautiful world we would have. Unfortunately, it's impossible, so let's move along. In the coming hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, we're going to talk a little bit about Brexit. Is there a chance that Boris ends up out on his ear? Yes. Like weeks after he took office? He could be the shortest-serving PM in British history. Wow, he's, he's, he's ballsy, though. He's yeah. willing to, to roll it out there. He thinks he's got uh, the people on his side. Yep, yep. Order! 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 All right, I'll have the ham and Swiss uh, tomato. Um... Uh, quick show of hands. Anybody download that app that puts you in a movie, a big motion picture I that we not. talked about yesterday? My kids would like it, probably. According to a major uh, uh, tech writer in the Wall Street Journal, that app that makes you a movie star will, and I quote, throw your privacy to the crematorium. <laughs> wow. Wow. More on that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 